This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program. I just want to again mention a little note, ladies and gentlemen. Starting next Monday, uh, we will not be simulcast at the same time on AMI-audio. The show will begin at 4 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-audio. We will be on AMI-tv staying at our 2 p.m. live show airing but not simulcast at the same time on AMI-audio. That uh, time for the show, if you want to catch it uh, catch it wherever you are, hey, man, you don't lose out. You still get your runnings of the program. It'll just start two hours later on AMI-audio. Um, and again, for AMI-TV viewers, check us out at 2 p.m. Eastern time, same time as normal. Kelly McDonald settled in here with Brock Richardson. It's uh, time for Woodworking with Jeff Thompson. Let's bring him on. Jeff, Hi. today we're I'm talking about Let's talk uh, some practical woodworking from a blindness perspective. It's not, can I do it? It's, how can I do it? Now let's get started. Jeff, today we're talking about some of the tips you have for individuals who are blind or low vision. Let's start with some of your top tips you have for us here today. Well, hi, Brock. Hi, Kelly. I think some of my top tips that I've developed over the years of woodworking, you know, a lot of failures, a lot of reasons why I picked these five, I guess. I, there's probably 15, 20. Hmm. But out of these five, I think the, the number one that usually people have trouble with is how to apply glue to your wood project. And this is one of those things that when you're standing up a board on its edge, and you have a bottle of glue, well, first of all, you got to open up the glue. And if you squirt, squeeze it just a little bit, sticking straight up, it'll blow some air. You'll hear the air. That way, you know you're not clogged or the glue has dried up there. The other thing is the weight of the glue bottle, how much glue is in there. So when you tip the glue down, how to aim it, I usually hold my index finger and my thumb like you're showing someone how big a inch is or whatever is. And I straddle that board along its side and I put the tip of the glue bottle right gotcha. in between the two. And thus I can then slide right down the edge of the board and I can feel when I come to the beginning and come to the end. So that's one way of doing it. And the other thing is, you know, do a test. Do one inch and see how much comes out. I just switched to a different type of glue, a type bond three from type bond two. Who knew that water resistant was totally different than waterproof? <laughs> so, but type bond three is a lot wetter type of glue. It comes out faster. Mm. So I had right. to readjust my speed that I'm going across and how much I'm squeezing out. So do a little practice, figure it out, and then go across. And that's that's one of the big tips of applying glue. And when you're doing it, put it on both pieces of wood because it sets on there and it soaks in a little bit. And then you got enough glue for them to meet and bond. I remember doing that in shop and 
you know, you think, oh, I only need to put it on one. It's kind of like, you know, I only need to put the butter on one bread, right? Like, it's, <laughs> but it would do so much magic on, you know, oh, look at this. It's, but it's mainly, yeah, you're putting it on one. So I better put more. No, split the difference. One on one and one on the other. Yeah. And when you're feeling it with your index finger going across, you're actually spreading it out a little bit. Make sure you cover up all the surfaces so you get a nice seal when you do glue it together. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal though. It's, it, it really these things kind of throw you right off, right? When you don't, when you think about the, the the sense of it all, Jeff. And sometimes we just don't. Being new, you know, and you think, okay, I'll take the shorter line of of attack. Well, no, it ends up being more. Yeah, and the other thing is another tip that is important for me is body position. Like if you're cutting carrots or you're cutting vegetables or anything with a knife or something, you're pretty aware of what's happening at the moment and just like when you're on a machine in the shop if you're at the miter saw i line up my pull because it's a forward backward direction of action with my shoulder that way i know if i put my hand straight out with my other hand straight mm -hmm. out i'm this far away my shoulders distance apart from the action and my hands on the handle so i can hold the board that i'm cutting up against the fence and do the action get done count to three after i think it's all stopped i still count to three and then there i am but it's the body position are your feet firmly on the ground do you have too much sawdust on the ground is are you stepping yes. on a pencil or a piece of wood or something same with at the table saw you want to be in the position where when you're pushing that board through on a nice stroke it's just one body motion that's doing it and you know exactly where your other hand is at the time and uh, another thing while you're doing all this i talked about your footing your body posture and stuff like that no loose clothing you don't want da something dangling a chain down if you have something hanging from your or long hair you want that tied back loose sleeves no it doesn't work anything with a tie around it headphones uh with a cord nothing like that you don't want to get caught up in anything and you want nothing but safety first it's uh, funny um, that you bring up the position of a live eye of, of a lathe uh, and, and it's not pretty. Sorry, Brock. Go ahead. It's funny <laughs> that you bring up the about body position because it is something that we take for granted or can mm -hmm. potentially in that, oh, who cares where my body's position? I'll just do this. But then if we do it in the wrong way, our body can either put ourselves in a danger position or later on you're like, oh, why is this hurting? And it's because, oh, my body position just isn't right. We don't mm -hmm. think about it, do we, Jeff? We just, if you don't know enough or have not had an, an unfortunate experience or the aches you're talking about, Brock, we, we just don't know. And you get putting things you don't think about. Oh, gee, the floor's a little slippery. Well, after I'm done this, I'll fix it. I'll clean it. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take the broom to it. There are so many little things that we forget. Like you said, loose, loose clothing or, uh, you know, worst case scenario, you know, headsets you're not going to think about. You're going to think maybe just breaking them, let alone it yanking you in. Yeah. And in the wood shop, the stuff that we do in the wood shop, you know, you, you really want to start out having good habits to it. Um, the other thing is a lot of people think that this is, oh, this is a motherly thing or yeah, yeah, yeah. They say that. <laughs> but when I'm talking about 
earphones, like putting on headphones. They have sound ones like they'll use um, for chainsawing or anything, but we use them in the shop too. Or you get the rolled up ones. I don't prefer the rolled up ones because my hands get dirty with glue and all sorts of stuff. And I don't want to keep rolling them up with those hands in a sense where I can just put on two cups and reduce the, the noise volume. The other thing is safety glasses. Um, whether you have goggles, which gives you maximum protection, or safety rated safety glasses with the shields on the sides to catch stuff that comes from multiple directions, or if you just have the uh, typical safety glasses with the glasses that are rated for safety. I liked the goggles because so many times uh, air is blowing something happens mm -hmm. it comes from the sides and that's where it gets me if i'm not wearing goggles i do like the kinds with the shields on the side too and they feel good and yeah. they protect your eyes just because we're blind vision impaired doesn't Thank mean you. a speck of dust doesn't hurt <laughs> or or that you who cares if you know my eyes i can't see anyway yeah it's that pain and what else can happen and uh, we can think of numerous things that getting anything in your eye whether you can see or not whether you have an artificial eye in there or not you mm -hmm. don't want it no and same with uh, your lungs. That's one of the big things. We, we want to create an environment where it's safe for our health. And so when we're talking about lungs, we want to have something to protection, some protection going on over our mouth. So we're not breathing the, uh, the sawdust and everything. So that's, that's a very big thing. Even for these short little cuts, I'm just going to do this once. It'll be real quick. But over the years, that adds up just like musicians. Everything like that, it adds up over time. Yeah, you know, I it's funny you use the example of musicians because you know there's so many that will tell you that, like Phil Collins, for example, and the damage done to his his ears. People working in a shop uh, or around any noise. There's so many things we stop and say, hey, we know what where they worked, what they did, and and it can be quite it can be quite damaging in just a little spurts and in very little time, Jeff. Yeah, I tell you. The, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, preparing your space. Like right. if you're boiling water to do noodles and you got to put them in the colander, you don't want to be carrying a pot of boiling water and then realize you got stuff in the sink and you don't have the colander out. You want to have all this stuff ready to go. And you want to be able to cut the wood, put it someplace where you don't have to change your body position as much. You want to, if you're carrying some wood in, you want a place to put it. You don't want to try and find a place and move stuff around while your arms are full and everything. So if you're setting up like we we're doing the gluing er earlier, if you think about it, what are you going to do when you get glue on your hands? You want some rags around. You want some paper towels. You want some a little tub of water, like a cottage cheese tub that you save. Save a few of those. Have them in the shop. Put some water in it because as soon as your hands get glue on them, you want to wash them off a yeah. little bit, wipe it off with the paper towels, throw it into a garbage. Have all that set up before you open up the glue. Thus, then you can keep your project clean, do everything. And that's preparation. Know what's going on as you go about it. If I'm going to need a click ruler, I'm going to get the click ruler. If I'm going to need a, a razor blade or a file or anything else, I will go get that stuff first. Get it set up before I start my project, put it in an area. And if I'm going to have small parts or anything coming apart that I want to save, I usually have another little tub that I put them in because... You know, 
typically a sighted person can just set things anywhere and just grab them. I can't do that. I need to keep them contained. And if I smooth something, I don't want it falling on the floor or something else. So I need to get my position, my placement, everything that I'm going to be working on in a certain area and the walkway going to and fro, it has to be clear too. It takes time to develop this habit. Well, of- and it lets you get an idea of your space. And it's funny because I think about kids shows and we, we up here in Canada, we've already mentioned this fella on, on the show, uh, Mr. Dress Up. You guys had Mr. Rogers at the time and everything. But these guys back when I was a kid always built something. And part of the effect of, of the show was getting everything out and saying, we're going to need this. What else? Oh, I'm going to need this. Okay. And give you that lesson as a child, really, to get ready to put everything out, to be able to put your hands on. Like, I love this about the about place to put your hands in the water, the margarine. What for you, Jeff? As you started the process, would you say to people when they say, well, being organized that way, is it for you, The having everything out ahead of time? Is it just somewhere to wash your hand? What was the thing that you swear by for you because of your circumstance that made that difference? Uh, failing, getting glue on a project. Then you go to staining, and then all of a sudden it won't take the stain where your hands were touching with glue on it. Um tripping over something, breaking something, <laughs> losing a piece or dropping a uh, piece of equipment that you pay money for. You might just be moving it two inches back, but you could drop a $100 piece of equipment off the backside of mm. your workbench. Um, it's just small little, and you can get injured. You can trip and fall. And it's easy to do if you're leaning wood up against a wall. Gravity can be your friend, but if you lean something up, you bump it, it's going to come down. So I like to lay things flat. That's another little thing. Um, the other thing is putting things away. So when I want to go get them, I don't lose time and everything like that. We talked about that on a lot of times we've talked about it on this show, but mm-hmm. putting them away. And after you get done with that little project, that little part of the project, put them away because then you're actually prepping your space again because you're cleaning up that area, getting the glue off the table, getting that water. I don't like spilling water onto wood, so I like getting rid of the water. I'm done with gluing. All my rags go away. The garbage can moves back to where it belongs, and I'm prepping my table for the next process, the next thing that I want to do successfully and safely. All of this makes your project go more efficiently, too, I would think. Like if you're doing, you know, making a a bigger workspace or what have you, it makes your project go more efficiently if you're organized, does it not? Frustration (laughs) is what happens. You're doing something. You can't do this. You can't just think like if someone switched your silverware drawer with another drawer and you went to make something and you opened up the drawer, how long would it take you to get used to that? You know, so and how much time would you lose? You know, you open it up, it's not there. Well, that's what happens to me in my, my shop. It used to happen to me. Now, more than ever, it's where I want it. And the frustration level really is a lot better. The efficiency is better. And you just go according to your plan that's in your head that you want to keep moving on. Yeah. Is it when you're trying to help someone else get themselves organized, you know, like somebody who wants to set that shop up, and you get to this point of it. I mean, there's only so much people are going to obviously soak up, find useful. Like I, I kind of asked you that question just because for you, what did you learn? And I know we're talking over time, Jeff, to say, yeah, these are the important things for me. A, J, M, whatever they might be on your list, how many there might be. But that's through the experience of time. Um, 
I guess the safety angle is what you hit people with right off the bat positioning don't you know don't leave stuff to trip over and and you don't want to wreck stuff but as much as possible know your space I, I though those leading tips for that person I said Jeff help me get myself together help me set up my shop yeah exactly it's start out by just doing some projects that are simple and when you're getting something out put it away how do you get to your toolbox where is your toolbox how do you have to walk around something every time is it better to lay it out a different way so the, these are just simple tips i i say they're simple tips to me now but they're yeah. tips that came through a lot of experience i could play a 30-year video but it take you 30 years to get it so i just grabbed a few of them <laughs> that i like to practice and if i do practice these my time in the shop is a lot more efficient a lot more safer and enjoyable i wonder how often people as this process over your years doing it how many times you've changed this or moved location for this because you've realized this is better here or i'm doing it it's got to be such a long work in progress before you could literally stand there and say this is almost perfect i think it's ever changing as you evolve as your projects change you might all of a sudden start using more hand tools more power tools or a combination and you adjust you you mentioned one time did i face my screwdrivers all the same direction from smallest to largest and all that actually to tell you the truth i did that at one time now i have the ones i use the most on the lead edge facing left and right so i don't have to go in and sift through them typically i use two or three of each but there, I got those three out front. So that changes over time. You know, you, you don't overthink it. Just think about it when you're doing a project, what, what went wrong and make a slight change to it, adjust to it. And you'll have a lot more better experience as you move along. Thanks. So Bob. true. That's great. And so true. And so, you know, simple to just say, don't overthink something. I think a lot of us sometimes want to overthink that to make it the perfect situation. And it's not necessarily there for us. Jeff, thank you so much. As always, great stuff. And we'll talk to you on the fourth Thursday of the next month as we do. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Brock. Have a good one. You as well. Jeff Thompson, talk to us about woodworking today. We're going to head off for a couple of moments when we return the nba season officially tips off today we break down the toronto raptors and all things nba with randy urban of nba tv we'll be back with him after this it's fun insightful and inclusive kelly and ramya return in a minute Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.